This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 355. We're here, there, and everywhere. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast, number 355, with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men. Good evening, Guy. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. It, <laughs> it was the, the usual sh- pre-show shenanigans. Yes, yes. We were having a little bit of a soundboard, soundboard war. <laughs> Which we won't, we hopefully, won't do to you guys this week. But there's, Not quite no, so much anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're not promising anything. Now, Guy, I think that's quite an interesting uh, title that we've got in the show there. W- w- why would that be? What It seems a bit odd. I mean, we're here, there, everywhere. People should people would be thinking, what are these on? Well, I think it's mostly because we're, like, all over the place last week. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, sort of all over the place. Yeah, yeah well, I did, I did well, an Let's interview. put it this way. We're, we're, we're always all over the place on the podcast. I mean, well, that's yeah, more. that is true. That is true. Um, the, the interview that I did with uh, Allison uh, aired, finally aired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, did I get any on you? Was that a snuff box? <sighs> oh, good sneeze. Always that. makes me feel better. You've ruined my screen now. <laughs> oh, well, and it's, hey. on the insi- it's on the inside. I can't wipe it off. Oh, man. You'll, well, just get some Windex. I'll, I'll get some Windex and spray it through. and well, Please. I'll, I'll have to wipe it, too. Oh, man. Great. Yeah. Man. So, anyway. I, I did the interview with Allison a couple of weeks ago, and and she and this is on the uh, the Nocilla podcast, and she aired it on Sunday, and it actually it turned out a lot better than than I kind of remembered. Um, it was it was fun to do. I always have fun talking to Allison, but I, I, as I was, you know, it, it typical when you're actually recording something, especially if somebody else is doing the recording, you, sometimes you come away thinking, oh, I should have said this and I should have said that. But then when <laughs> I should, listen... Or I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, or I shouldn't have said anything at all. You know, Allison should have just should have just like... Uh, it shot you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I recorded that guy. Sure I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out real yeah, she, soon. She said, yeah, she sent you an email saying, oh, I've lost the recording. Oh. She had me I know, I listened backup. to it, actually. I listened to it, and I thought it was quite good. It was quite interesting. I learned a lot. Well, now you, well yeah, but if you guys want to know what I go through, yeah, um, no, not, no, not so much dealing with with Gaz, but just <laughs> dealing with, with all the different programs and, and how I've got the podcast set up, go listen to, uh, I don't even know what number that is, uh, the Nocilla podcast for... Sunday, that's, that's June nineteenth. No, it's the No cast hosted over at Podfeet.com. Yes, yes, there and it was the one that was recorded uh, June nineteenth. Sunday. Yes, yeah, this last one. It's the last one that came out. Yeah, but it's who like, knows when they'll listen to this? Uh, possibly, yeah, it could yeah. be month, months and months. It, it happens. Some now. Now you also have been yes. kind of going off the farm. Hence a bit. the title. We're here, there, everywhere. Yeah. Um, I actually um, have been on. Uh, a podcast called the tech lounge.tv which um is normally recorded on a monday night but as it's summertime and on mondays now i'm doing my uh touch rugby refereeing sure i come back a bit late and i, I generally miss it so i don't have a chance to do it but wait, wait, wait hold on a second what is touch rugby i mean is it, <laughs> i thought rugby is like two groups of of grown men Slamming into each other as hard as they can without that that sissy American football padding. Well, all I can say is they're not allowed to do that unless they have the ball in hand. But obviously, being a referee, I could go through the the numerous pages of the law book. But I'm I think no, please we might we might lose some listeners. Touch <laughs> yeah. is is basically uh, a game which you can um, play during the summer and anybody can play it because obviously all you have to do is just touch the person. Right. So you don't you don't have to tackle them, and it, there are slightly different rules. It's played on a smaller pitch, and it's just really to keep fit and a bit of fun. Uh, and it is good fun. It's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. And that has uh, everything to do with the Elgato video capture 
device that, that you get at <laughs> so Cloud Mark, TV. Mark, Mark actually lent me. He'd got an Elgato uh, video capture device, and I'd said, I've got loads of videos here, and I want to get rid of them. And, you know, I was, you know, I asked him if, he, if he'd got it and what he thought of it. And he said, I'll, you know, I'll lend it to you. So basically, I did some uh, capture of, of obviously all of my home video VHS tapes. I mean, right. We just go through it, and it's a bit of a laugh. It's fairly relaxed. You, you know, you guys know me. I'm I'm fairly relaxed. Now, you were on screen during this. Yes, also? yes. This is actually a video um, podcast. So if you want to see what I really look like, I have actually I have no idea other than the weird little graphic <laughs> that <laughs> we- you have. <laughs> and, and I keep thinking, God, that's what he looks like? That's <laughs> scary. Well, you do know the origins of that graphic, don't you? No, I don't, as a matter of fact. Okay. when my Many years ago, and we are talking many years ago, um, my uh, youngest daughter, who must have been, I don't know, seven or eight, she got some chalks for Christmas, <clears throat> and she did a picture of all of the four of the, fa- of the family. So it was myself, uh, Mrs. Gazmas, as I normally refer to her on the interwebs um and and her sister and herself and she did you know like um four pictures you know a picture of each of us on one piece of paper and i i just liked it so i scanned it in and kept it and then i thought hmm when this twitter malarkey started up i thought i need an avatar so i obviously cut my section out and i basically just use that as the avatar oh okay so it is actually me but through the eyes of a seven-year-old and, and, and there's a there's a tech angle because you scanned it <laughs> on my Mac. <laughs> <laughs> now, now next week, uh, Gas is. Uh, I, I don't. Have you already talked to anybody about this yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. no. Okay. I'm. I'm going. I, I was gonna. I was gonna have a soundboard chat with Steve. <laughs> oh, you've got enough of them. It'll probably work. Uh, I'm going to Ohio uh, this coming weekend for kind of an extended period of time to visit with some some old friends of mine and uh i'm not going to get back until probably late monday and of course we record on tuesdays and that gives me like zero time to prep anything for the show and you know i honestly i I love all you guys but sometimes i could use a break i mean i've been doing this show now almost i think i've missed what one one show in the last yeah something like that 13 14 months i need a break so Gaz is, is flying solo next week. So if anybody wants to come on, you know, the old listener invites, they're still out there, folks. Yep. The, the listener invite is, is still ongoing. So we perhaps don't mention it enough. But if, well, we you know, should. We should. We should mention it. So here's the time to mention it. If you want to come on next week, come on next week and be a listener invite with just me. And <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you want to be a listener invite with both of us, then, you know, send in your requests because we are still prepared to do them and we enjoy yeah. them. So Yeah, we do. We do. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's why we set up like a Facebook page and we tell you our yeah. Twitter names yeah. and, and all the rest of that because we're really, really Ooh, interested happy. in what you guys think of the show, what you guys think about Max, what you guys think about well, pretty much anything. So, anything to do with Apple. Yeah, I already know about what Gaz thinks. So, <laughs> and you, know. you read my mind anyway. <laughs> yeah, need to stir it up a little bit. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? It is fantastic. Thank you, Steve. I knew it wouldn't <laughs> take long. <laughs> so, 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 would you like to go onto the uh, the MyMac site? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, the first one is from Russ Walkowich. It's the iRest lap stand for iPad review. And this is this is basically like just a little stand that you can put your uh, your iPad in, either uh, portrait or landscape, and it looks like it's pretty sturdy. I don't know if I'd want to take it like on the road or anything, but if you have it at your house, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, so next uh, on the website is a review of a uh, tutorial video from Mark Seeley, and it's the Groove 3 video, MIDI Orchestration Explained. You had trouble with that, didn't you? I did, orchestration. I don't know why. (laughs) I think I said it slowly, and I shouldn't have done it, really. I I should have just said it. I would have said aluminium, so who knows? Anyway, a, Even though it a, said orchestration, I would have said aluminium. <laughs> the, 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 next anyway. one, the next one is um, the Tech Fan Podcast number thirty-five, and, and David did not do this one with Tim. He did it with Darren Griffin. Called that's that's a good show. I've listened. To I that. haven't had. Well, I'm saving all my podcasts right now. Oh yes, yeah, for your long drive, right? Because I've got like this 
six to eight hour drive to get to the, the area of Ohio that I need to mm-hmm. go to. So I've got like a couple of audio books. That's but I get tired of listening. Yeah, I get tired of listening to audio books, but I love listening to podcasts when I'm on the road. And my, yeah. my normal commute is only like 15, 20 minutes. So when I listen to long podcasts, it's like, oh, okay, I got to stop here. Oh, I got to stop there. But not on a long car trip like that. And I don't have the wife and kids in the car to give me a hard time. I don't want to listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to make the most of that time. Save yep. them up. Save them up. Um, the next on the uh, mymac.com podcast website. Uh, oh, that's wrong, isn't it? It's just the mymac.com website. Yeah. Uh, is the <laughs> is the list of wonder the pocket size podcast number twenty two, and that's uh, from Scott Wilsey. I haven't listened to that one yet. I'll be listening to it this weekend. Cool. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's it. That's all we on got. On the long drive. That's it. Uh, we didn't have any any significant feedback from Twitter. Um, we did get some email. Now, Tom Ingalls, who had sent me a previous question, uh, sent me another one. And if you guys have, like, tech questions that you know, you're either you don't want to ask someone else or, or you just want us to hear us, you know, hear our take on it, you can send it to us at either Guy or Gaz or, or feedback at MyMac.com, you know, or – Facebook, Twitter, all the rest of the ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, Tom Ingalls was having a problem creating a folder within a folder. And what he writes here is, whenever I create a new folder, it appears in the top root directory. And he says, whoops, I may be giving myself away as a recovering MS-DOS user. Now, why he's still using MS-DOS in 2011, <laughs> well, I don't best, know. It's their best OS yet. <laughs> they didn't write it. Ooh, you know, there's <laughs> probably a connection there. Uh even when I highlight the folder that I want to create a new folder inside of, the new folder is still placed outside of the folder in the root folder. Arg. I guess it's Pirate Week. Uh, yeah. This was easy he's, to do. He's in, doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is easy to do in Microsoft Windows, but I can't find a way to do it in OS X. And what he didn't say was he, he, he didn't say what kind of view he was using because – yeah. In yeah. the Finder, you've got... I think, I think he just needs to... Slide it across. Slide it across. You've got <laughs> like an icon view, a list view, a columns view, columns view, and cover flow. Cover flow being my least favorite way to get around in the Finder. I typically just use columns. And uh, so when it's I, funny because I prefer list, but I think that is actually from my Windows days, to be honest with you. But I, I like to have all, all of the extra information, like the date modified, the size, etc. Okay, well, you, you, get that, you get that in... Uh, Oh, I, no, I guess you don't get that in columns, do you? Okay, well. You can, you, yeah, you do, but you don't get all the information until you've really dug down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, what I said back to him was that I, I wasn't quite sure what he was doing because he didn't tell me what view he was doing. So what I told him was, you know, remember that folder actions will vary depending on which view you're using. And mm-hmm. I told him that I always use columns view as I find this is the, you know, the easiest way for me to get around in the finder. So... What I told him was you, you click on a folder in which you want to create a new folder, right-click in the window that you want to create the folder and choose new folder through the menu. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Um, <laughs> click on a folder where you want to create a new folder, choose new folder in, in the menu. Now, if you're going to right-click, it's a little bit different because basically you know, in columns view or whatever view it is that you're using – if you right-click in a window and, and use the create new folder command via you know, the, the little menu drop-down, it's going to put the folder in whatever window it is you're clicking in. Yeah. Now, if you're using the columns view, you can, like, say you've got like four different columns open. It doesn't matter what the root folder is that you started with. Clicking in any one of those four columns right-clicking will put a new folder in there if you choose that command. So I asked him to write back if, if I had misunderstood the question. And as it turned out, I understood his question very well. I just couldn't say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you've certainly confused me. I've got no idea where you were going with that. I, I tend to just try and put a new folder in. If I'm in the column, I'll try and click into the column where I need to go and then just go edit and a new folder or file new folder. Oh, okay. Uh, well, see, you can right-click within that column and it'll make a new it'll make a new folder yeah 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 um but in my list view that's what if you're in list view that's yeah. where it can get a bit confusing yeah. because and i think that's to... probably where he was yeah 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 cool we, yep and we got uh <laughs> we got another email from um phil paxman 
say that last week we mentioned a comment from Twitter from Steve Martin to go. And he said that he thought that we might want to know that he is the actual Steve Martin, the comedian. And if you're not following him, that you should, that he's a very active Twitter user and is uh, quite funny to boot. And what I had explained was, well, the tweet wasn't actually from Steve, but going to Steve Martin. And I'm a big fan, so I followed him immediately. And uh, also that I'm sure that Steve Martin, you know, even though he's a world-famous actor, always listens to the MyMac.com podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Sean Connery, the two of them, they, they yeah. get together. Oh, getting it? <laughs> they get together on Thursdays and just, come on, come on, where's the podcast? I got to have the Bible.com podcast. I didn't know podcast. Steve and, and Sean knew each other, but that's that's quite good to know. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> Now, we don't have any, any significant feedback from uh, Facebook this week. And please go to the Facebook page, just look for... My Mac or My Mac podcast, like us and leave comments there. Uh, we have 54 likes on it, though, and you guys totally friggin' rock. Yeah, you yeah, rock. You rock. And I think that's <laughs> it for this segment, guys. Really? Yeah, and we're oh. like at yes, 16 we, minutes. It's a record. Can you believe? It, it is. It's a record. This I think is it just, is. You know. This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. <laughs> Well, well, hang on to this day because it'll be another two and a half years before we manage to do it again. Gaz, take us out. Um, I can't remember what we take out with. Oh, you don't? You don't know? Stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. Oh, ow, ow. <laughs> Celebrate Apple's iOS, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and Apple TV with us on the Pocket Size Podcast from MyMac.com with your hosts, Scott and Peter, great reviews from John Nemirovsky of MyMac.com, and segments and contributions from many of the other fine writers of MyMac.com. It's hard to believe so much excitement can fit in your pocket, but it can. Please find us at MyMac.com or in iTunes. Just search for Pocket Size Podcast. You'll be proud to tell your friends that you have us in your pocket. Number one in our time slot. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. What they're trying to do. Welcome back after that first break. Um, well, I'm going to let Steve just say a few words. Well, today we've got a really special guest. So we're really, really excited about this. This is going to be great. <laughs> Did you like that, folks? Yeah, that was good. I liked that it. That was good. That was good. So uh, I'm going to leave this one over to you, Guy. Okay. Um, for the actual introduction. Uh, I, have, I have many, many, many very talented and lovely brothers and sisters. And I just happen to have one of them on the show tonight. And the reason why he's on the show is that he has done something extraordinary in that he has written, produced, created and published his own book all on a Macintosh. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce William Thomas Searle? Hello. That's you, Bill. That's me. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Hello, everybody. Now, uh, before, before we start to talk about the book, which is uh, it, it's a work of fiction. However, it is based on actual events. Something that really, really happened. Can you take us through that kind of quickly? I can. Uh, my lo lovely wife's second husband was a Lebanese gentleman. Gentleman and being a somewhat slippery term. 
Well, he was Lebanese. Let me let me just put it that way. Living in the United States, and he and, and my wife Daisy fell in love, got married, and had a baby together. But as sometimes happens, marriages break up, and, and that was the fate of their marriage as well. The only difference, really, between what happened to them, the, the, the breakup, was that unbeknownst to her, he decided to keep their child, which is not the American way. <laughs> no, not it, usually. Not usually. Uh, in fact, she had legal custody at the time of the divorce. Be that ha- however uh, it may, he, while ba- babysitting, took uh, our daughter to the Middle East and left her there with her family in Lebanon. And the story really is about a mother re, uh, recovering her child under dire circumstances. Yeah, twice. Well, twice. Well, made, this is what made it, made it so amazing, really. He did it again. After we recovered our daughter, entirely thanks to the efforts of Daisy, she was very heroic, he kidnapped her again. And this time we didn't know where the heck they were. Had no clue. He, they were supposed to be going to Disney World, and all, all of this business of kidnapping the daughter was behind them, we thought. But w- when he, he did not return the child as agreed, we, as, as had been agreed, we did some investigation and found him in Bahrain. And what was interesting about that to us especially was that we'd never heard of Bahrain <laughs> it turned out to be an island in the middle of the Persian Gulf. Yeah, it was. It was basically a new country back in the early seventies. It, it was a new country. Uh, it created maybe in about nineteen seventy-two or three, and we went there and kidnapped her back. And the the, the book is that that story, both of, of the Lebanon episode. Uh, which which was very trying and, and uh, hard on everybody. And then uh, about the Bahrain episode, uh, both of us, Daisy and I, went together in, in order to show solidarity, I think, uh, more than anything else, and uh, kidnapped her back in Bahrain. We, we just found out where he lived by stealth and by clever detective work and luck, and we, we went to a, a rather poor part of Manama, Bahrain, kidnapped her back, and that was sort of the start of our troubles. And I, I don't want to give away... No, the, don't, give away, don't the, give away too much. Yeah, I don't want to give away the entire book, but I, I, I want to say that while it's entirely based on a true story, we threw in a lot of fictional... Um, elements in order to enhance the story, explain motivation and so forth. Right. But particularly all of the scenes where, where Daisy and I are not present, where it's just our adversary and his various henchmen and lawyers and employers and so right. forth. We've made all of that up. And, and then we also made up some of the characters and the, some of the situation situations, but I I must admit it was one of the most dramatic and trying events in our life. Yeah, I was was like 12 or 13, 14 years old, somewhere around in there. And Gaz, you know what? I'm actually in the book. You're in the book. I'm in the book. Um, We we used your name. I I was a central character. See, they, they come into Miami, and while they're at the airport, there I am at the counter eating. Guy, do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you? Uh, yeah. I, I hardly remember. It was a long time ago. If if I hadn't been at that airport counter eating, the whole story might have changed. Absolutely. We, we <laughs> might never have gone. That's right. <laughs> so obviously, so my Bill, presence can, was can, central. Yeah, absolutely, Guy. C- can I ask a question? Absolutely. Um, what, what was your motivation for writing the book? Was it to, you know, just get get it down in writing so that, you know, you, there was some sort of record of it, or was it was it something? Was it a way of getting it off um, out of your mind, like a, a purging process? Do you think, or did you just want to? Did you just fancy writing a book on it? Well, I, I, I didn't think of it as a book, but but it was kind of cathartic. I, I got a, a, out of my system in a way by writing about it, ranting about it, really. 
But it wasn't written as a book or a novel. It was just like a, a, a report. And I was telling Guy that, that it was a long time ago, but I didn't need a chisel or a stone tablet to do it. <laughs> I, I was able to use a big ballpoint pen and a yellow legal pad. That, that's how I began the production. <laughs> and that was – when did you start doing this? Like right after it happened? Right after, while all of the facts were straight in my mind, and I sat day after day writing her down. And mom, at some point, several years later, a couple of years later maybe, typed it using a Selectric uh, typewriter. Yeah, yeah IBM Selectric. Yeah. She, she, was, was a, she was like a, a whiz on that thing. Her she, hands she, would fly. Yeah, and, and she she would correct my English and spelling as she went. <laughs> and, and tell you about each one of them as she does yeah. it. God, they, we loved our mother. We did. And, and <laughs> as it turned out, with respect to the manuscript, it looked like a manuscript now. It was typed. So we took it to an agent in New York City. We, we went there from Miami where we were living and showed it to an agent. And she was very interested. She wrote us a letter of rejection. <laughs> that, that, that it, uh, it was an interesting story, but it, it would take too much work beyond their capacity to fix it and make it into a book. And, and then this, I got, this is when it was still kind of set true to life. Yes, it was. It wasn't person, really set to, up to be fiction at this point. That's correct. It was, it was just a first-person narrative, and it was pretty interesting. You know. It's, like, so someone once read it and said, it's like a letter to your mother <laughs> t telling her what happened. <laughs> it's a police report. Yeah. <laughs> so, at, at some point, many years later, maybe 25 years later, which brings us almost into modern history, I had a, a, an employee. I was publishing a newspaper at the time. I had an employee who was sort of unemployed during the wintertime when it, there's no business in the mountains. Right. Well, wait, before, before, before we go into that, uh, you were actually doing a newspaper in North Carolina called yep. Fun Things to Do in the Mountains. Yes. And that was also all done on a Macintosh. Entirely on Macintosh. So you've been using a Mac for a while. Since probably 1993, and um, it, it, it's been a continual learning curve. I, I feel slightly retarded when I l listen to you and and, um, and um, Mac uh, has uh, gas. Yes. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry gas. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that guy over in the UK. Him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, gas. This is the first time we've met. Uh, yeah, it's not a problem search the corners of my mind for a moment. <laughs> but when I listen to you guys, uh, I, I realize I am a slow learner. And uh, I am sorry that uh, I'm not a better learner because the, the Mac really has played an important part in my life. Well, don't feel too bad, Bill, because that same feeling is what Gaz goes through every week with me. Is that right? Poor yeah. guy. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Gaz. Poor Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we, we come up into the aughts, and you still have this manuscript that has gone from a, a yellow legal pad written with a big pen to yes. uh, Mother Deer, and I always call her Mother Deer, Mother Deer um, typing it on an IBM Selectric. So now you have it in... A, a, a format that, that's very easy to read because I know that along with myself, you have terrible handwriting. That's correct. Yes. So we should have been doctors. Our handwriting is so bad. Yeah. So now you've I, got – I have to use two hands to make an E. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, so now you've got this manuscript. And you've got a, an Intel Macintosh. Was it after you got the Intel Macintosh that you started kind of putting it uh, into electronic form? I, we've skipped a number of Macs, some of whose oh, name, names I disremember. But I had an eMac. Do you know oh, what? Yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Do you it was know a what G4. an eMac? Yeah, it might have been a G3, but it's in the other room and it's still working fine so far as I know. But I went from there to a G4 tower to uh, publish the newspaper. As time went by, I, I became more involved with production and needed need a more important computer. 
And when I sold the business about six years ago, I sold uh, the computer. And uh, in, in fact, the, I'm just now remembering the GMAC replaced the, the tower. The tower, yeah, that okay. was it. That's how it went. And, and now my current flat screen, beautiful iMac is the king of the house. <laughs> System X. Well, at what point did you start putting it into the Mac? I had it key punched, and I, I don't recall if that was as a Macintosh document or otherwise, but once uh, I had it like on a disk, uh, maybe it was even a floppy disk, I don't remember what, what, what I was using, or it could have been one of those drives, uh, zip drives. Yeah. Um, I, I was able to manipulate the document and... and add a lot to it. And Daisy became more interested in seeing it as a book so that our children uh, w w would uh, re realize some of the adventures of our life. So she was very instrumental in, in, in the book. And in fact, at the end, she contributed a lot. So we are co-authors. She, I may, might have written most of the words originally, but she contributed a great deal to the book, and we're really co-authors. And anybody who says we're not, uh, the is, hell with them. No, yeah, not give, giving. Can you say that on the radio? Oh yeah. All right. The hell with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's our show. We can say whatever we want. Well, good. Da da Daisy's the woman, and she really was an inspiration to me too. Because she didn't have the computer skills to put it into, into a nice format. And I did. And we finished editing it and re-editing it. I had a friend, believe it or not, I had a friend <laughs> wow. who worked for me. And she, she was on the side, a book editor, and she edited the story for us twice. Uh, after the first reading, she said, Bill, this should be a novel. So we, we made it into a novel. And, that's, and then, when, that's when you added all the other material? Yes. We, 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 Any time we, we work with it, we add more material. That's sort of constant. We, we, we have a lot to say. But she teaches editing. And so not only did she edit the final version, but she had one of her students take a real go at fine-tuning it, and I, I think that that editing made a big difference. We gave her credit in the book. Uh, she, she's the our friend Amy Garza that, that I mentioned close to CreateSpace. Right, right. Now, once you had it, once you started kind of putting it into book form, now, you, I already know the answer to this question, and it just it blew me away when you told me. What was the word processor that you used to basically put the book together? Well, I, I didn't know it would blow you away. It did. <laughs> but I, I used um, my um, AppleWorks, my AppleWorks 6. There's a word processor in there, and it's just a, sort of a simple word processor with a spell check and a few other gizmos, and that's what I used. And now the reason why it blew me away, for, for people who don't know what AppleWorks is <laughs> – this is a program that was last updated in November of 2004. And my brother used it on a Macintosh to write a book. Software that old on a new computer, well, various computers, to write a book. And I, I, it just blew my mind when you told me that. Now, of course, you didn't do everything in AppleWorks. That, that's correct. I, I like working in... I, when I did the newspaper, I liked working in PageMaker. I started with PageMaker 5.0 and worked up to 7.5, yeah. whatever the final. That's by uh, Adobe version. But now, yeah, but now, now in the end, I used InDesign quite a bit uh, to do the formatting, and um, that 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 was both a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. It, it enabled <laughs> it enabled me to make a very beautiful-looking document and even put a cover on it and all of that. But it's at the, in the end, I, I needed help to format it for a printer. And they had to reformat it, uh, which was part of the, the 
tray of services that I paid for. Oh, and through what? CreateSpace? CreateSpace, yes. Right. They're, they're given credit for both the cover design and the interior design of the book. And I think they did a beautiful job. Oh, Anybody who, who, who wants can look at the cover on, on their, their um, Mac computers or, or their PCs even. I think we allow PCs. Oh, sure. Uh, have we mentioned the title of the book? Uh, yeah, I, th- I believe so. It's called Stealing Ali. That's right. Stealing Ali. Oh, sorry. Ali. Uh, Ali. 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 Ali is just a little bit too Arabic for me. <laughs> Ali is short for Allison. That, that, that's the name of the book, Stealing Ali. And anybody who wants can go to stealingali.com, S-T-E-A-L-I-N-G-A-L-I. And not only can they look at our beautiful cover, but they can read a sample we, we've posted uh, maybe the first quarter of the book. Okay, kind of, kind of give them a little tease. Give them a tease, and then they can buy the book either right on our website, or they can buy it from Amazon or from Kindle. And we, we gave that credit to CreateSpace because we thought they did such a good job. I, I tried to con- to do the Kindle conversion using the directions they had on their website, and it was just beyond me. Okay. I thought it would take a 12-year-old or you know, something <laughs> like that to be able to follow it. Okay. You can find CreateSpace at, well, obviously, createspace.com. Exactly. Now, once you had the book into CreateSpace's hands, and it was in yeah. a format that they were willing to accept that they didn't have any problems with, they basically, you know, they what they basically do is what's known as on-demand publishing. That's right. So it's not like in the old days where a publisher, and this is part of the reason why it was so hard to get a book published back then. You know, you would sell your book to a publisher. They would create, you know, 100,000 copies and ship them out to all the bookstores, wherever. And hopefully they would sell and you would get something back from that. That's right. But the publisher always ended up getting the lion's share. Where with with on-demand publishing, they don't actually make the book until they have an order for it. So, and of course, if if you get it for like the Kindle or the iPad or something along those lines, there's no paper involved at all. It's interesting to me um, how much I have adopted to the digital format. Uh, I have a Kindle, and I love reading on the Kindle. You know, everybody talks about how they love to handle a paper book or a paper magazine, and I do too. I like the feel and the look of them and the smell of it. Well, I've gotten to like the smell of my Kindle. (laughs) Well, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have to ask, why does your Kindle smell? I don't know. (laughs) How does your dog smell? Badly. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't smell hardly at all, but I, I still I still like the way it feels. You, you can't deny me that that it feels good. No, uh, no. And I have it, in fact, in a little leather cover. You can hardly tell it from a book. <laughs> well, the nice thing about something like the Kindle or the iPad or, or what was it, Barnes & Noble's The Nook or yes. whatever it is they call that is – in the old days, if you were taking books with you on the road, you would have you – know, when I used to travel overseas, I would take like 15, 20 paperback books with me. And it would take up a significant chunk of you know, the, my, my suitcase. And typically, as I was going through my two- to three-month trip, I would give books away after I'd finished reading them. Or just so, abandon them. Yeah, leave them in the hotel or whatever. Sure. But with the Kindle or the iPad or whatever, you can take hundreds of books. It's and, lovely. And pick and choose. Yep. And buy new ones along the way. Sure. It takes just a minute or two to get a whole book downloaded. I don't know how it works. It's spooky. Well, and the Kindle, the Kindle, I think, actually gives you uh, free 3G connectivity to, to download books. Yep. Which is nice. It, it is nice. I was in the Apple Store, by the way, yesterday in Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida, and boy, are they busy. Oh, they're always. I, I, I was just overwhelmed, but I, I got to talk to a salesman after I finished my other business, and asked to look at an iBook, and he showed it to me, and I, I asked him if, if we could load my book, the one I'd written into it, so I could see what it looked like 
uh, on an iPad. Oh, you mean an iPad? Yeah. Yeah, and um, he he said that he could do it, but he'd have to download the Kindle app. Yes, there's a separate app. Yeah, and I I didn't know that, so I didn't get to see it, but I was pleased to know that anybody can download it. Well, I'll, um, I'll try that tonight just to see how, how well it works. Yeah, and then you can get a free sample. You don't even have to pay for it. Uh, I don't know about the Kindle app, but when you buy a book on your Kindle... You can try it. They, they give you a few chapters to make sure you like it before you actually pay anything. Yeah. And I, I think that's lovely. I subscribe to Time Magazine on my Kindle. I like it. Anything else? Or is it just books and, and Time Magazine? Well, you can have any publication. When my brother-in-law, Arthur, came to visit, who we know and love very well. Yes, we do. Um, he, he lives in Washington area, and he, he likes to read the Washington Post. So I subscribed to the Washington Post so he could have his paper every day. Oh, when he was down there in Florida? Yeah, yeah, but he spurned it. He said, no, he says, I'm not going to learn how to use that thing. <laughs> so I can't have a paper, paper, I don't want a and paper. The weird, thing, the weird thing is art was actually the, the impetus for the entire family to get on Macintosh computers. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a Lisa. I think Which he still you, got it. Do you say Pacelli? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just it, 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 it's funny you talk about um, uh, people not liking or liking uh, the Kindle. Um, I, I mean, my wife, she's an absolute bookworm and reads and reads and reads and reads. But what, what she does with all of her friends is they swap their paperbacks a lot. And um, also when she reads, she reads at night in bed. And I often hear a big kaplunk as she falls asleep and the book falls out of her hand <laughs> and onto the floor. And I'm thinking, mm, if I get her a Kindle, I'm going to have to put some rubber Rubber, yeah. bumpers rubber bumpers around the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get smashed. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, the book. Yes, by the way, that's not a problem. If it breaks, they'll replace it free the next day for the first year. Well, I broke mine twice. Well, same same way. Yeah. Well, no, not exactly. I used to like to throw it around. I, I'd throw <laughs> it, like if I was going to be reading in a certain chair, I'd throw it to the chair, and I sometimes I'd miss. <laughs> and, and, and then I'd have to give them a call to get a new one the next well, day. Well, I'm not sending my grandkids to come visit you. No, you don't have any grandchildren. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. But you'll just All throw right. them around. Well, you, you, you'll come in person soon, I hope. I'm hoping to come in August, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be here. And if not, we'll, we'll let you know where the key is. <laughs> well, the book, the book is Stealing Alley. It's a novel by William and Daisy Searle. You can get it through the stealingali.com website, S-T-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. Uh, sorry, S-T-E-A-L-I-N-G-A-L-I.com. You can also find it on Amazon. Just type in Stealing Alley and, or, Alley and you'll find it that way. And they have both a paperback and a Kindle version available. And uh, I think that's – oh, you can also get it, I think, at through what, createspace.com? Createspace.com. And I, I wanted to, to tell people, you, you and, and Gaz, that it's really interesting, this digital publishing. You know, you have to pay for books. Yes. So I'm self-published. If I, if I want, say, uh, 100 books, it's going to cost me about 6 bucks each by the time I finish with the printing. Uh, I have to pay for the book. And with Kindle, that's true too. The author, if somebody orders a book, I have to pay the cost. To but create it's only the file? two cents. Oh, okay. To send it out, but it only costs them two cents. So it's just amazingly cheap to me that they will do it for so little. And that's part of what I like about it it's the cost. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? It is fantastic, Steve. <laughs> okay, Bill, thanks so very, very much for coming on. Thank you, Guy. Th thank you, Gaz and Steve, too. I don't know if there really is a Steve, but... Well, there's, uh, there's, I, a, I there's a virtual Steve. <laughs> it's a virtual Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that, yep. is that who it is? Yeah. Steve, <laughs> you say so. I guess that's an inside thing. Well, not really. We have this program called Soundboard. Like, like here's one from me. 
It'll get him so you have to kill yourself to sell a story around here. Now, I thought that was kind of <laughs> apropos to our whole yeah, conversation. That's good. However, it is... Good, clean, wholesome fun. So... <laughs> okay. Thanks, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone... Come and visit us when you're in Florida. I will. I will, Bill. Everyone... Gaz. Oh, Gaz. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey, guy too. Oh, you want Gaz to come, but I have yeah, to stay not, home. Yeah, he's not worried about you, Guy. If, it, <laughs> if ever I'm in... <laughs> if ever I'm in Florida, I'll, I'll look you up, Bill. Oh, you must come. Thank you, Gaz. So no everyone, please... Stand by to stand by. And, uh, I'm going to start hanging up. Is that right? No, no. Hang on, Bill. Hang on. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else, stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. drawback to owning a portable Mac? Not enough hard drive space. Who wants to carry an external hard drive around with you? That defeats the entire reason to own a laptop. Instead, replace that seldom used optical drive with an MCE OptiBay. With OptiBay, you can install a second hard drive in your MacBook, MacBook Pro, or heck, even a Mac Mini. Imagine two terabytes more storage in your MacBook Pro, or heck, even one of those super fast solid state drives. With MCE's OptiBay, you could do just that. Check them out online at mcetech.com. That's m-c-e-t-e-c-h.com. We love our listeners and the police would very much like to talk to us about it. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the third section, and I wanted to say a quick thank you to MCE for sponsoring the podcast with their OptiBay hard drive enclosure. Also, thanks again to, uh, to Bill for coming on the show. He's That's good. It's that so good. much fun. I, I don't get a chance to see Bill as often as as I would like, and it's it's such a shame. You know, as, when when we were all growing up, at one point, I think other than our sister Jan, we all lived in Florida. Right. So you know, we were always always around each other. And then as we've gotten older, we've all kind of you know split up and gone off in different directions. And yeah, it's, that happens to families. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and seeing how the U.S. is as big as it is, you know, yeah, sometimes that's the problem. yeah, yeah that's the... It, it can be hard to get everybody together. But that's got nothing to do with Macintoshes or <laughs> anything along those lines. <laughs> uh, there was some really really big news today, uh, being Tuesday, June twenty first. Apple, through the Mac App Store, released Final Cut Pro X, Motion 5, and Compressor 4 in, into the Mac App Store. You can only get these programs through the Mac App Store. And, you know, everybody, of course, knew, not everybody, but, you know, people that follow it knew that Final Cut Pro X was coming. Yep. What Apple didn't mention, and there, there, was, was, there was lots of guesstimations about the right. cost, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Motion 5 and Compressor 4. Now, we knew that Final Cut Pro X was going to be $299, and that by itself caused a, a great gasp in the room when they when they announced it. But if you go to the Mac App Store and you look up Motion 5, which at one point was a separate program you could purchase for like $300, or was actually uh well that's that's where people were going they were thinking you know you're going to get you're going to get final cut pro uh for around $300 and then they were thinking and then they'll they'll sell motion 5 and compressor 4 at around the same price so it'll bring it up to the sort of price it was before right. which was exactly. around $1000 right just but under. not quite what they did 
<laughs> Motion Five, which is a you know, completely revamped program, fifty bucks. Compressor Four, fifty bucks. Now, um, I haven't gotten Final Cut Pro X or Ten or whatever they want to call it yet because three hundred bucks is a little steep just to say, oh, I've got it, you know. But fifty bucks for Motion Five, which I and I love Motion. I've just never been able to quite figure out how to use it um <laughs> motion five for fifty dollars is just amazing yeah you see in the uk it's 179.99 for final cut pro and 29.99 for each of those extras but i've got to say guy unless you're into video you know i, I mean i looked at this and i went okay it sounds good sounds a great price etc etc but yeah nah, nah. so you've got to be you've got to be into video really to, yeah. to be wanting this yeah. really yeah now, one thing that they did kind of cut <clears throat> corners in Motion 5 as yeah. far as extra content. Yes, I have heard that there's one or two things which are missing slightly. But, I mean, the price of, you know, the package as a whole, I think it's still yeah. pretty darn good. Well, I think – now, I, I've kind of looked at, at some of the background stuff on this. And it seems that a lot of the extra content that used to be in Motion, they're now saying, okay, well – this is just the same stuff that you were kind of getting in Final Cut Pro. So all of that stuff that you used to have in motion is in Final Cut Pro. And it's like, yeah. uh, okay, so in, order, in other words, in order to... I, I, yeah, I think over the next coming weeks, we're going to hear lots of little bits about what is and what isn't there and what's, yeah. you know, whether yeah. you need those extra bits. and Because um, I've already heard one or two little snippets. But as I say, it doesn't really float my boat that much because I'm, uh, I'm not a big video man. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. I'm very excited about it, but I'm not yeah. going to get it yeah. quite yet. Just yet. Well, Just you yet. can do you can do a review for us in the future, Kai. <laughs> yeah, Apple's going to send me uh, <laughs> send me a code for a review copy. Please, Steve. Please, Please Steve. Can Please, I have Steve. a review copy, Steve? <laughs> I'll send it back when I'm finished with it. <laughs> do, you, do you have a uh, Do you have a, a, a soundboard bit with Steve just going no? <laughs> um. Well, I I would say that I probably have. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't have it. Yuck. <laughs> Is that what he thinks of my writing? No, he's... So let's move on. Yeah, okay. Uh, the last story for the night, uh, there's an analyst with Sanford... In Burns. fact, if, 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 I'm going to back you up. I'm gonna yeah, back go ahead. Up. I'm going to back you up. Um, they've also released an updated time capsule. Oh, you know what? I was going to mention that, and I had forgotten. Yeah, but it I mean, was but it was like a silent update. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I have actually, and there is a video. I think it's still on my website, gasmas dot com, where I I took apart my old time capsule, which had a five hundred gigabyte um, hard drive in there, and upgraded it to a two terabyte um, hard drive, and that is now the base model. Um, the time capsule is two terabyte base, and then they also do a three gigabyte. But I think they're a bit costly, to be honest with you. Yeah, two ninety nine uh, and three ninety nine. Yeah, I think that's quite heavy for you know, but but it's been updated, so go take a look. Well, do you know if there's like any differences between mm, like the airport and really the time design. capsule? Because um, I've got a second generation. Only um, the hard drive. Only airport the hard drive. Extreme. Only the hard drive. Huh. Hmm. Well, three ninety nine for even a three terabyte hard drive and a Wi Fi hub with a couple of Ethernet ports. A little steep. bit heavy. Bit yeah, heavy. just a little bit. Okay, um, there's an analyst with Sanford Bernstein who wrote a forty nine page article. <laughs> forty nine pages, and he claims that Apple has struck gold once again with the iPad and will, in essence, enjoy the dominance an iPod like dominance of the tablet market. Now <laughs> I'm yeah, well we're here doing a, a an Apple Macintosh podcast, so obviously I'm I'm a, a big fan of Apple. But to say that Apple will have and and to write a forty nine page article explaining it that Apple will enjoy an iPod like dominance, which I think at one point with the iPod anyway, they had like what, eighty, ninety percent of the market? Yeah. And and that that's going to go on for some time, I just I just can't see that. Well, he he actually says, doesn't he say the words indefinitely? Yeah, so Which, like you know, forever I, and ever. I, you know, come on, I, I, <laughs> please. I, I, they he kind of likens it to the iPod, but I don't think so. Um, especially with 
um, I suppose the link with the iPod was the iTunes store and the link with the iPad is the app store, which I know has to go through iTunes, but it's, you know, I think that that may change in the future. It may not, but it, it's really the, the app store, you know, which makes that, yeah. that device a real cool device. And it is the software that, you know, works well, but to say that it is going to rule for, you know, indefinitely, even, even if he said it's going to rule for 10 years, I think, you know, you'd have to cough. Yeah. Um, but to say indefinitely, I think is, uh, you know, a little bit extreme. Yeah. Now, agreed, there is no competitors out there at all at the moment. Well, at, I mean, least, nobody... at least none worth, <clears throat> worth. I think the HP have brought out their, their product and that, that seems to be, you know, but the thing is, what I hear with all of these products, Guy, they come out and they always get initial, oh, it looks great. It, you know, I think it's going to be the best, you know. But when, you know, a few weeks in, people have really tried them, they kind of say, nah, doesn't work, doesn't do as well, it's not as good, I've gone back to the iPad. Yeah. So it will rule, and I think it'll rule for at least another, I think it'll rule for another year at least, before anything comes out that starts to touch it. And by that time, it will have quite a big stranglehold on the marketplace. But indefinitely? No. No. No, no, no. no. Now, but for, and 49 pages. Yeah. Wow. He, the guy, I mean, you've, you've got to have serious diarrhea of the typewriter to go 49 <laughs> pages on something like this. You know, I mean, the, the biggest problem that Google is facing with Android as far as the tablet space goes isn't the interface. I think, you know, I've played around with a couple of the Android tablets and the interface is, is beautiful. However, Google does not control the hardware like Apple controls the hardware. So there's one problem right there. You've got, you've got some companies that are putting out Android based tablets, not even honeycomb or is it honeycomb or gingerbread is the 3.0. Well, uh, doesn't I think matter. it's honeycomb, isn't it? I okay, whatever, whatever the 3.0 version of the Android is. OS is. Which and I'm sure we'll be corrected if we're wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you can send that to gaz at mymac.com. <laughs> so the, the biggest problem that Google's facing, besides hardware issues, is that there's still not a lot of traction for applications for a tablet. With the phone, that was somewhat different because people could get Android or iPhones relatively cheap. So that put phones into people's hands very, very yeah, quickly. I, so I've got a, I've got a feeling he, he does mention he does talk about the fact that you know it sold nineteen and a half million iPads in the first year, and yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of people were saying a lot of pundits were saying, oh, if it reaches five million, I'll be surprised. And um, yeah, in go, one year is what they into, were saying. Yeah, that's right. And that, to go to nineteen and a half million, but I think actually what you've just mentioned is the fact that people could use apps that they'd already purchased on their iPhones. Um, on the app, on the device yeah. went a long way, and the fact that people already knew how to use it went a long way to people taking it up. And I think what's key as well is the fact that they're getting into um, commercial, the commercial side. Yeah, the enterprise side. Yeah, yeah. So and and that's going to yeah and you know BlackBerry is trying with the playbook, but it has been a massive fail. Well, over um, here in the UK, with uh, O2, who the original yeah. carrier in the UK uh, for the iPhone, um, they're uh, a big BlackBerry um, carrier as well. But they've, <laughs> actu they've actually come out and, and basically said that um, they don't. Yeah, they don't want to carry it because it doesn't have a good user experience. Now, isn't that Apple talk? Oh man, that is. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, they basically said it, that it's a piece of. Rubbish, and yeah. you know, for a company to say that, I, you know, I just find that's quite surprising. To one of their biggest suppliers of of commercial goods, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got this product. Sorry, it's a piece of crap, and yeah, it, we don't, yeah, it's we don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So you know, I, I agree with you know this uh, analyst for the short term, certainly, but you know, three to five years, I think is pushing it. Yeah, that, and, that's and to, not going to happen. No. So what will finally get the uh, the Android tablets on the market, I think, is when there are more applications that are better suited for Android tablets as compared to just trying to use, you know, Android phone apps. So it's going to take a while. Um, something that I had I had written, I, I had all these notes in here, and I, I think I 
forgot to even mention any of them. <laughs> um, I, something I had here is, do we really want to see Apple dominate in tablets similar to the iPod? And th that that market had remained static for some time with almost no competition to Apple and that they had little incentive to rock the boat as long as they were selling like crazy. And I think that's a good point. Uh, we, in order to make Apple create a better device, there has to be better. There has to be better devices than what they currently sell to kind of push them along. You know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with you. But if nobody can come up with a better product, perhaps that's because you know the product is pretty darn good to begin out with. there to begin with. So you know, although I agree with you, and people keep saying, "Ah, oh, competition is good. Competition is good." Yeah, competition is good. As you long have as to it's have competition, as long as it's worthy competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think back to some of those MP3 players <laughs> that you know Dell and and even HP. I mean, HP basically gave up and sold the best, iPods. The, the best ones that I really came across was the Creative Movo range. I think for me, which was um, a little MP player, which I, yeah. I, I used a lot of those and I like those. Um, but that you know, it just it powers into you know, into comparisons. Right? Yeah, yeah. To what? To what? And oh, you know what? We we could spend like another half hour talking about this, and I don't think let's we should. Not, let's not do Let, that. Let's, let's not do that. So we have a contest that a, a lot of you seem to be ignoring, and you've got to stop ignoring this contest. I want <laughs> to send you an iHub, which is a four-port USB hub with well, Apple's we, logo on it that they just did not allow them to sell for very long. We we actually got one tonight from Mark Shepard over Twitter. You know? Oh, you did? Did you finally see one? The MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. Two light bulbs that don't fit their sockets. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Uh, <laughs> did, did I make you a, uh, an editor to the, uh, the contest page? If I didn't, um, I'll, I'll take care. Well, let's not worry know. about take, that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, the listeners don't care about that. No, they don't care. So something like what Gaz just said. That's all you got to write. That's it. It's like five. that's in there. That's in the contest. That one is that I just said is in the contest. Yep, it's in there. And it's just—I mean—it's so simple. And I'm going to give you something for it: an iHub. Well, if we like it, and not and ten other people don't send one in ahead of you, then you're screwed. <laughs> you don't get you don't get nothing. <laughs> so that's the contest, and you can send that to our, any of our uh, contact. Which we'll let you know at the end. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know at the end. Gaz, do you have an app? We've got to hurry up. Do you have yeah, an app, okay. pick, Gaz? I do. I, I do have an app. Um, it's called Flare. It's fairly, very, very new. Um, I've been messing about with it. Basically, it is a photo manipulation application. Um, you know, if you want to mess about, you know, iPhoto is great, uh, and it allows you to make sure that you've got a, um, you know, a great shot and that you make it clean and you, yeah. you know, you do a little bit of cropping. But Flare, it gives you all sorts of little extras. You know, Gaussian blur, motion blur, zoom blur. Um, there's all sorts of grain texture uh, effects, rounded edges. Uh, and you can fine tune those effects as well. And then you can store, if you've got a, an effect which you get to and you think, oh, I really like that, you can store that effect and then just apply it to any photo that you just dump into the application. And then, of course, you can export that back to your iPhoto or you can export it and send it to Flickr. Uh, it's £5.99 or $9.99 in the Mac App Store Flare for the Mac. Sounds, sounds kind of like uh, Photoshop without the pain. If you, yeah, if you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like messing about with your photos and, and, and you know giving them a, that little bit extra, this has got borders on it and there's loads of effects. Go that and have a really look. Cool. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. The uh, my app for this week is called Modern Combat Domination by GameLoft, and if you own an iOS device, you probably is, is, have one or two GameLoft um, applications. Well, this do you one. Have, do you do you have to kill zombies? Uh, no, you got to kill bad guys, and they try Steps to kill you. Steps back in amazement, and and it's for the Mac. Woo! It's it's a uh, first person shooter, kind of like though not quite. Um, uh, what are some of the big first person shooters right now? Uh, uh, I'm not really a gaming man. I can't even think of them off the top of my head. What's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> uh, I almost said Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, well, it doesn't. Yeah, Whatever. we're cricketing at this moment. You know, the uh, the the World War II shoot 'em ups and, and whatever whatever the hell those things are called. I can't even think of it. 
I'm having I'm definitely having a senior moment right now. So <laughs> it's twelve ninety nine on the Mac App Store by Game Loft. It's a lot of fun and you get a lot of game for for a very little price. Now Gas. Yes. If, if anybody wanted to contact me, that's what you were gonna ask, wasn't it? I read your mind, you'll see. I read your well, mind. Yeah, but it takes so little to do so. Oh to yeah, read my mind. True. What were you saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody wanted to contact me, they could at gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, uh, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Uh, guy. Yeah. If, if anybody really, 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 really wanted to contact you, which, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, the way things are going tonight. Um, <laughs> it would depend on whether or not I would remember to open up my email program. <laughs> and that's not, right now, that's not a given. Uh, they can reach me at guy at mymac.com and on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. <laughs> Mac Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, if you want to send feedback and don't want either one of us to know about it, unless Tim does, you can send it to feedback at mymac.com and that'll go to fearless leader Tim. And for the love of God, we have a Skype number. And what is wrong with you people that you will not call this number? It costs the money. It does. It does. Area code 703 436 9501. 703 436 9501. Yeah. And remember, everybody, next week, if you want to be on. Oh, yeah. Go for it. It'll be, it'll be a guy free zone next week. A guy free zone. Guy yeah. I think, yeah. I might, what I might do, actually is uh, take snippets like I've done with Steve <laughs> so I can still have a chat with you. Uh, well, there's like hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> MyMac.com podcasts that you yeah. can choose from. I could, I could get you cursing all over the place. Oh, that's right, because you've got all this behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> Before we start to record, ah, oh, filth and foul and foul and filth. <laughs> what is wrong with everybody? Ah, get off my lawn, you rotten kids. Anyway. Right, let's go. Yeah. Oh, don't forget our Facebook page. Please go to our Facebook page and like it and leave comments and, on there, even if you don't if, want to like it. And please, if you'd uh, be so kind, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would be super. We would be delighted. Not just lighted, oh. but delighted. 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 So thanks so very, very much for downloading the show, everyone. Good night, guys. Good night, guy. And good night to all of you. Thanks again. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. We once had a Tomcat named Liam, and Goldfish, he sure loved to see him. And though he but purred, we quickly inferred that his motto was this, Carpe Diem. <laughs>